from D. James Kennedy Ministries. This is Kennedy Classics. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. Hello, I'm Frank Wright, president of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, where we post all sorts of great content, including commentaries, interviews, and features. Just go to facebook.com slash Kennedy and click like. In America, the State of the Union Address has become an annual spectacle. In January each year, the President delivers an address to a joint session of Congress. The address is broadcast seemingly everywhere on TV, radio, and even streamed online. The address fulfills the mandate in Article 2 of the United States Constitution that requires the President to periodically give to the Congress information on the State of the Union and recommend to their consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. In this address, the President discusses budget issues, gives an economic report, and outlines his legislative agenda. This event is seen as one of the most important events in the U.S. political calendar. But while millions of Americans tune in to hear about the State of the Union, there is one important aspect that is routinely ignored. What is the state of the nation spiritually and morally? Will America's moral decline continue? And if so, what can we expect the future to look like? Dr. D. James Kennedy answers these questions in his timeless message, Spiritual Pulse of America. Our scripture lesson today is taken from the third chapter of John and from the 33rd Psalm, John chapter 3. We shall begin with the first verse. May we hear the inspired word of the living God. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. 
That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. And in the twelfth verse of the thirty-third psalm we read, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. And may God speak to us today from his holy word, and may his name ever be praised. Amen. How is America doing spiritually and morally? Well, there is no doubt that in many ways the moral situation in America continues to decline. There are many ways in which we could say that America as a patient is sick from the top of its head to the soles of its feet. And uh, there are all kinds of moral and spiritual problems in this country. Keeping in mind that the problems in America are all reducible to one, and that is sin, rebellion against God. I was reading this week an, an article about the flower children back in the 60s. Uh, many of those people are holding high positions in government today. The, the children of the revolution of the 60s here in America. And uh, what the article said that though they stood for all kinds of things, there was one thing in particular that it all boiled down to, and that was sex. Absolute, total, free sex. Without any conscience, without any consequences, without any fear at all, of every conceivable kind. And that there are many today in high places that are still working to bring about that dream of a sexual rebellion against all of God's morality into existence in America. And they have gone a long way. The problem is sin. The problem is a rebellion against God. And this is as true today in America as it has ever been in the history of the world. We have succeeded in removing uh, the Bible and prayer from our schools, and uh, the results of this have been far more overwhelming than most people have imagined. You know, there is a cost to unbelief. Secularism comes with a high price tag. Our morals, without scripture and without prayer, have continued to plummet. As William J. Bennett has put it, former Secretary of Education, quote, over the last three decades, we have experienced substantial social regression. Today, the forces of social decomposition are challenging, and in some instances, I might say many, 
are overtaking the forces of social composition. What are the results? Well, consider these that he mentions. 99% of all Americans will be victims of theft at least once in their lives. 80% of Americans can expect to be the victims of violent crime at least once in their lives. Our children account for the fastest growing segment of the criminal population of America. Less than 10% of serious crimes result in imprisonment. William Kilpatrick of Boston University in his book, Why Johnny Can't Tell Right from Wrong, points out that today, with the removal of Bible and prayer from our schools, that there are an estimated 525 attacks, shakedowns, and robbery in our high, public high schools alone each month. Now, is that shocking? Well, let me read it right. There are an estimated 525,000 attacks, shakedowns, and robberies in our public high schools each month. Many students are afraid to go into the washrooms lest they experience bodily harm. Yes, indeed. And millions of lives affected and hundreds of billions of dollars wasted, there is a very high price tag for unbelief. As Dostoevsky said, if there be no God, then everything is permissible. And that's something which our students are learning young. Don Fetter, who is a witty columnist, uh, not a Christian, he is Jewish by faith, in his book, A Jewish Conservative Looks at Pagan America, he sums up what's going on in our schools in this way. He says it reached a point where public school students can experience anything, things that the average sailor on shore leave would never imagine of encountering, except God. Sex, education, suicide studies, lifeboat ethics, condom distribution, abortion pleading, all of which are part of the humanist creed, constitute the propagation of all aspects of public school experience in the 1990s. It is only prayers, Bible, and references to the supreme being which have been ruled out. But he says, even though schools today increasingly resemble happy hour in Beirut, hallelujah, he cries, we sure know how to protect our kids from God. That's a tongue-in-cheek reference, obviously. Yes, our nation has been engaged for over 30 years in a great experiment, and that is whether or not any people can live with God pushed into a corner of their lives 
never to be seen. The ACLU, that's the Anti-Christian Litigation Union, It's really ironic that they have convinced many people that they are as American as, the, as apple pie. They are the American Civil Liberties Union, founded by — was it Abraham Lincoln or George Washington? Founded by Roger Baldwin, who said in a public speech, quote, communism is the goal. And on whose board of directors there were two chairmen, subsequent chairmen, chairmen of the Communist Party of America. American civil liberties? Hogwash. And, of course, they have been busy as usual. They love the holiday season. Their favorite Christmas carol, I guess you know what that is. You don't know what that is. Away with the manger. Someone said they greatly resemble the, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Well, he didn't succeed, and... Neither will they, though they have done their very best to remove every single vestige of Christianity from the public square. In in spite of the fact that George Washington said it would be impossible to govern without God and the Bible, John Adams said it would be impossible to govern without God and the Ten Commandments, but we've gotten rid of the Bible and the Ten Commandments, and we wonder why it's impossible to govern. Or as one of our founding fathers said, we have no constitution in power capable of dealing with an irreligious or an immoral people. We have no constitution capable of dealing with the kind of people that the ACLU is trying to create. One of the economic problems of our time, and I remember somebody said one time they can't even imagine a church making reference to the federal debt. Why, that's not a moral issue, that's an economic issue, right? Wrong. What would you think of a couple of parents who went out and lived so lavishly They continued to borrow more and more and more money to do anything and go everywhere and buy everything they wanted, and then they died. And they left hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt for their children and their grandchildren to pay off. Now that's very obviously a moral issue. And so is it when we leave hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars of interest payments to our children and grandchildren to pay off. Well, those are just a few of the vast litany of negative things that are going on, but I want to emphasize some of the positive things. 
The great problem in America, uh, Mr. Bennett described it as social composition and social decomposition. The Bible describes it in similar concepts but different words. You know, the Bible is all about three things. Not only is the Bible about these things, but the entire history of mankind can be described in three simple words. And they are generation, degeneration, and regeneration. That's the whole story of the Bible. Generation, degeneration, and regeneration. God generated the heavens and the earth. Man degenerated as he fell into sin. And God, through Christ and by his Spirit, is regenerating the human race. As we read today, Christ said, you must be born again. The theological term for that is regeneration, recreation. The problems in America all boil down to one simple word, and that is sin. That's the only problem America has. Sin. And the only answer to that problem is Christ. And by his gospel and through his spirit, lives can be utterly transformed. I think of Star Parker. Well, if there ever was a welfare queen, Star Parker was she. In fact, she described herself in that way. She was involved in all of the hazards of drug, debauchery, promiscuity, crime, illegitimacy, and abortion. Her whole life was just a litany of those kinds of woes. And then she was dramatically converted to Jesus Christ. She got off welfare, went back to school, earned a degree, started a business, became successful, got into ministry, married a pastor, is engaged in helping people everywhere. She was born again. And except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that's why it's so important that we all are engaged in sharing the gospel, in inviting people to come to church, bringing the good news to them that can change the hearts of the most godless unbelievers, of the most blatant atheists, of the most active homosexuals, of the most business-like abortion clinic owners. The power of the gospel to take the degenerate and make them regenerate. People who hold to moral absolutes. People who believe truly in God. People who trust in Jesus Christ. People who are determined to advance his cause of decency and morality in this nation. Ye must be born again. That is the great hope of the world. It is the hope of America. And dear friend, <clears throat> if you're not involved in the greatest cause in the world of leading people to know Christ who can transform their hearts, don't. Don't sit in the bleachers.
while the most exciting action in the history of this nation is taking place. Have you led anyone to Christ last year? In your whole life? Ah, dear one, get involved in the most exciting thing that's happening in the whole world. Generation, degeneration, and regeneration. And we can become a part of that. I am excited about what's going to happen. And you know something? You don't see any of this in the newspaper. It's a secret. They don't know what's happening. Don't tell anyone. It's our own little conspiracy. We are going to turn the world upside down. That's what they said about the apostles in Acts. Those that have turned the world upside down have come hither also. May they say that about us. Amen. Only we are going to turn it right side up. May we pray. Oh God, may we not be onlookers, spectators in the greatest drama of the ages, the regeneration of the world. But may we become a part of it. May we determine that we are going to be used by Thee to draw many to Jesus Christ, to see their lives changed, and through them, this entire nation. Oh God, if we love our nation, if we love Thee, may we share that love with others who are not only on their way to eternal damnation. But in the process, they are corrupting and destroying the great American civilization that was given to us. Lord, use us in our time to change the direction of history. For Christ's sake, amen. I hope that you have taken Dr. Kennedy's challenge to share the gospel with people. That is why we're here. But you can't help to draw others to Christ if you don't know him as your Savior and Lord. Do you? Have you come to the place in your spiritual life where you know for certain that you will be with God in heaven someday? Do you know the full life that he has come to give? If not, then don't wait. In the Bible, we read that today is the day of salvation. And if this is the desire of your heart, pray with me this prayer right now. Lord Jesus Christ, I know that I'm a sinner and in need of a Savior. I have wronged you in thought, word, and deed, and I'm sorry. Please forgive me and give me new and right desires so that I may live the full life that you have come to give. And I pray this in your name. Amen. I hope that you just prayed that prayer. And if you did, Jesus Christ himself says, He who believes in me has everlasting life. 
And we have a special gift we'd like to send you that will help you grow in your new faith. It's the book, Beginning Again, and that's precisely what you're doing. To receive your copy, just write to our address or call our toll-free number and be sure to ask for Beginning Again. Would God richly bless you. As Dr. Kennedy discusses in his sermon, the spiritual state of our nation is in serious decline. For decades, our God-given rights and liberties have been eroded by courts that have instituted abortion on demand and silenced voluntary prayer in schools. This runaway judiciary has overstepped its boundaries and seeks to take away our freedoms. Even though we have a First Amendment guaranteeing free religious exercise, we now wait each year for our least accountable government body, the Supreme Court, to issue rulings telling us whether we may or may not follow our consciences on biblical matters. How have we gotten to this point? You'll find the answers in our brand new Truth in Action Q&A booklet called, What is Judicial Tyranny? The runaway judiciary is one of the urgent issues that threatens our nation. This booklet will help you better understand what it's all about, what is at stake, and what we can do about it. We will send you a three-pack of the new Truth in Action Q&A booklet, What is Judicial Tyranny?, as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339 or call toll-free 888-332-3069. Or you can go online to djkm.org. And if you are able to give a generous donation of $40 or more to the vital work of this ministry, we will include another outstanding resource. It's a book written by Hillsdale College President, Dr. Larry Arne, called the Founder's Key, the divine and natural connection between the Declaration and the Constitution, and what we risk by losing it. Our Founding Fathers acknowledged that our rights come from the Creator, and those God-given rights are non-negotiable. By severing the Constitution from the Declaration, we have opened the way to runaway secular government that endangers our most cherished freedoms. This book helps explain how important it is that America recover the ideals and principles that the founders gave us. It also includes key passages from our founding documents, including the full text of both the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. We will send you this outstanding, deeply researched book, The Founder's Key, along with a three-pack of the Truth in Action Q&A booklet, What is Judicial Tyranny?, as our thanks for your generous donation of $40 or more to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 888-332-3069. Go online to djkm.org.
I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Kennedy Classics. We'll see you next time. Today's program is available on DVD for your gift to this ministry of any amount. Please call, write, or log on to our website today. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.